fuck. Guys, I have a joke for you. Okay. And I, so I was out on this date, right? And we were on the bus back to my apartment, because you know how I roll. On a bus. <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> on a bus. I take ecstasy on the bus, and then I roll. Um, and this I didn't dude get sits, that joke at first. <sighs> Keep going. This dude sits down in front of us, and, like, older dude, he turns around and looks at us, and he goes, I've got a joke for you. Do you want to hear it? Oh, this and, is a second-hand joke? Wait, is this, is, are there two jokes in this story? This is the actual joke. The joke before okay. was just, like, that was improv. This is the actual joke. Um, so that was says, really confusing, for, right? just for the record. <laughs> so he says, he says, I've got a joke for you. And the lady I'm with is, seems a little hesitant, but, like, I like to talk to people on the bus. I don't know. It makes Seattle seem like a more friendly city than it actually is. So I say, all right, go ahead. And he says... And I'm just going to tell you the joke at this point. <laughs> What's That's the what best vitamin? Oh God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> What's the best vitamin for a friend? You guys are looking kind of ecstasy. No, no. Oh, the vitamin uh, D. No, 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 no. Mm, no. <laughs> then he whipped it out. No, that did not happen. So. What's the best vitamin for a friend? I don't know. B1. (laughs) (laughs) God. Oh, man. I like vitamin D more, and then when you whip it out, I think that's definitely a better joke. (laughs) Welcome back to the sounding board. Your semi-weekly podcast that is sometimes about music, and sometimes weekly, and sometimes not. We missed last week due to a... Uh, Catastrophic n- meltdown. Well, well there was a, a not-quite-last-second recording time change, and then a super-last-second-cannot-record time change. So now, we're back to talk about... The Quartet for the End of Time. So that, 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 that's the name, right? Quartet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. All right, let me look it up. It is. I'm just kidding. It's The Quartet for the End of Time. It's Time, the though. The, 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 the Spice. The Spice. Quartet for the End of Time. That is. Yes, Quartet for the End of Time. That is. Ah, man. Quartet pour le fond temps. Yeah, so we're here this week to talk about... I yeah. know, thank you. Uh, Ted's impeccable <laughs> I tried to muffle the yeah. microphone a little bit while I did it, so it sounded like it was just <laughs> oh. the microphone and not so my <laughs> shitty French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the secret is you, you stick your tongue out of your mouth and just go for it. <laughs> yeah. I just like, drop, like, half of the letters. That's the best I can do. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, it's, it's very straightforward. For German, you sound like you're swallowing your tongue. And for French, you sound like your tongue is just hanging out of your mouth. And you get the, the dialect perfectly. I You're not going to give us an example? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I need an example. Read the Absolutely name of the... Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just said it in <laughs> English? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That was my French accent. Oh, that's your French accent? That was yeah. A terrible French accent. <laughs> oh, it was perfect. Don't even worry I always forget how solid Flawless. your accents are. <laughs> oh, they're on point. I'm Josh Schmidtlein. I'm the voice 
of the sounding board. <laughs> That's why. Uh, the, stutter, the stutter of the sounding board. With me, as always this week, is Camden Taylor, the hair of the sounding board. Right here. Once his, again. I, I, it seemed like his, his audio just died. I don't know if he actually said anything. He did. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I did, yeah. It, just so you know, he's here once again. Yeah, he yes. is also here. Uh, as is Theodore Challenge Hooker the second the street corner worker of the sounding board. That's my job. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to go for the easy jokes this week, man. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit, here we come. <laughs> God. I hate this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap it. <laughs> so, two weeks ago, I rudely cut off Camden. As he was going to tell us a story about uh, getting a new car. Oh, you did. That's right. Did I you? Was cu- Man, I didn't even remember. I, don't, I didn't remember that at all. That's fair, because I rudely cut you off like several times all the each time. episode. So. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's so very it's, effective. It's cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll get over it. Well, yeah. So last we checked in, Black Betty had died. You replaced your car, but we didn't know how or where or why or with what. Oh yeah, oh. I uh, so I decided to replace my beater of a car with what is probably more of a beater. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got a <laughs> an old like '95 Toyota 4Runner for eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars. Like a steal. It sounds yeah. like someone robbed you. Hey, it's a steal. <laughs> Well, it like it like runs well. It's a total beater. It looks like shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the I mean, engine is good. Around. For sure, yeah. No, it runs fine and all that. Um, it is missing a window. Which had a very, <laughs> it's still missing had, the window. <laughs> which had a very shoddy, like, just gar- like um, garbage bag taped on the inside <laughs> from the other guy. So I... Uh, Made a nicer one that stays in place when you like, a, a, a nicer garbage bag. Did you upgrade from like generic store brand to hefty? Uh, yeah, it's like industrial bag and like black duct tape around the edge. Yeah, <laughs> the classy. Let people then, know. Yeah. yeah, it like almost looks like the other window. <laughs> Same shape. <laughs> uh, That's fantastic. But yeah, it's uh. But it is a slight upgrade from Black Betty because it has cup holders. Oh, <laughs> oh man. yeah, that's right. a big upgrade. It's got cup uh, holders and a also sunroof. it runs. Oh <laughs> shit, it's it got runs. a sunroof too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I hear uh, rumor is you've learned because of a couple other issues with this car the magic of Rainex. Oh yeah, because the uh, the motor for the windshield wipers is busted. Um, Which is great in a place like Juno, where yeah, it rains I, all the time. I ordered, I ordered, all the time. I ordered that <laughs> part, so that'll just be like replacing that. I'll be fine. But uh, nice. I did get to learn about. Did I talk about that last episode? I feel like I, I feel like you mentioned the Rain. Yeah. You talked to Anyways, me, but I don't know. Yeah, if it I don't was know if we talked about it. But Rainx is amazing. You can buff that shit into your windows, and you don't even need wipers. It's, <laughs> it's like. It's, wipers it's are great. a thing of the past. Yeah, wipers are so obsolete now. <laughs> Actually, they're they're not because you have to like put it in every five, four or five days or whatever. But, so that's kind of annoying. But, you know, you know, that part's it's pretty cool. Old. When uh, yeah, when I bought it, he was like, "Oh, don't worry, just 
just you know buffing this rain x and he had like a couple bottles in there i was like all right i was kind of skeptical and then i did it the first day <laughs> driving it to work and i was like holy shit <laughs> just like <laughs> flies right of off water. the window yeah just little beads if... and then when you go like 30 miles or over it just all like <laughs> it's, like, it's so great yeah what if we just replaced windshield wiper fluid with rain x no yeah. they have that oh fantastic they have, yeah, I, really? I, mine is mine is a it's a combo of windshield wiper fluid and Rain-X, so it does the same thing. So you don't have to buff it in. It's not quite as good, but it's pretty pretty good. It, it just really sprays good. it out and then buffs it in for you. Yeah, no, it sprays it out and then a, a Mexican man on the side of the street <laughs> comes in with a newspaper and just scrubs it. And what does it cost to have him on retainer? Uh, I don't know. I usually just drive away before you can get to my <laughs> other window. <laughs> so you'll have to ask somebody else. <laughs> oh, poor Jose. I know. Poor Jose. <laughs> he took this gig expecting a, a steady income. Instead, yeah. he just sees your rear view mirror. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I think the car is all right. I think I'm gonna, I think like I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait a little while until I like actually upgrade a tier of my vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> you know, definitely. Because uh, yeah, I, I mean, you could I, like, upgrade. I like could have this time, but I could up. I could only upgrade like one tier up. I could wait like a year or two and then upgrade like two tiers up and get like a car. Yeah, that that's the way like, to do it. From the 2000s, maybe. maybe yeah, like, get your maybe car get out of the 90s. Get into this millennia. I, yeah, I was gonna say get your car or something, but I meant get yourself a car built after 2002. <laughs> oh shit, 2002. That would be great. That's that's nuts. <laughs> that might yeah, be aiming a little high. Hopefully. I might. I might never. They haven't been cars that made that recently. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, you could just buy it now, go into debt for, you know, 20 years. That's no problem. Hey, yeah, I remember. You're paying it off just, so soon. I could soon. just buy, like, well, a $50,000 car, and I only have to pay it off for, like, 25 years. Speaking of paying things <laughs> off, I hear, I hear you've been doing that new job thing around Juno. Yeah, I'm still employed. Okay. <laughs> Getting new jobs every I, I, day around yes, Juno. They, I, I do get gains from my job. Yeah, games. you do. Because <laughs> I because I work right by a CrossFit gym. Um, yeah, you yeah. do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I am employed here still. Yeah, good, you are. Otherwise, otherwise uh. I would have to leave probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, but job, job, work's been pretty cool. We have a new um, in case. You know, anyone who's listening probably doesn't know what I do. I don't think I mentioned it that much. But I work for a like, really small company that does industrial automation. And we just <laughs> got a... Yeah. <laughs> we, did, we just got a... Lost me. Does not read got, on radio. <laughs> we just got a, a job uh, to work with a um, new distillery that's being built in town. So that'll be pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you know what their uh, their specialty is going to be? I don't know what the specialty moonshine. is. Moonshine. <laughs> Maybe just straight moonshine. moonshine. Vodka's really common in Alaska. That's a, probably a big question yeah. for them. Gin. Yeah. Gin would be big there. Gin. Yeah. So I don't... Yeah, so that's going to happen excited. pretty Does soon. Ha- so I'm pretty excited about that. That's like the cool thing about the- this job is getting involved mm-hmm. in like weird stuff like that. And then I can go there and be like, oh, I helped make that work. That's pretty I built you free things. place. <laughs> That's awesome. That's well, we're not going to build the whole place. That would—that's 
involves a lot of. Well, people. don't tell them that part. Just <laughs> yeah, tell yeah, them yeah, that yeah. you built them. No. Just be like, no, we'll just get, fire all those other guys. You don't need, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't need, need carpenters. You don't need the mechanical engineers. You don't need carpenters. You don't need the structural guys or anything. You, you don't, don't need, need uh, brewers. Yeah, you don't need those guys. You don't need any staff at all. No, uh, team of three. We'll do the whole thing. We got this. Team of three. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> we. It's ours. We'll just drop all our other jobs and run the distillery, and <laughs> just change what the company does. That sounds great. <laughs> do that. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Working for a distillery sounds all right. It'd be fun. I like. I like alcohol. Generally. It was crazy. The guy. The guy was telling me that the like to get their still made, they had to order it like a year in advance. Because there's like mm-hmm. so many people ordering them, and then like. Once, so it took them like ten or eleven months to even start making it, and then once they start making it, it takes like a month or two to make. Oh wow, which is pretty crazy. Jeez. Yeah, it's yeah. uh <clears throat> microbrewing had a huge boom starting about ten or eleven years ago, and then um, micro distilleries have been popping up um, in a similar sort of fashion. Yeah, so I think so there's just not enough it. people like making them right now to make mm. it a really fast process. That's what they should do. Someone should, instead of being a distiller, be a miller and make yeah. distilling well, equipment. It's actually <laughs> yeah. it's kind there of um, it's kind of similar to vinyl in that way. Uh, now that everything is being released on vinyl again, it's getting harder to actually get an, an album that isn't on a big label onto wax because there aren't that many presses left. Right, like that industry, the actual production industry is pretty small, which is why, like, part of the reason it's still pricey, other than the fact that it's a weird fetish item, um, is that there. It's like it's a process to get something on wax. Like you have to know people, and you have to set it up way ahead of time. That's like mm-hmm. so. So car seat headrest when their album came out just beforehand, after they had everything pressed. They had a promise on a sample authorization for uh, one of their tracks, and then the people who had promised them that went back on it. So they had to trash everything and redo all the vinyl, and it took two months because there just wasn't availability to get them pressed for two months. And mm-hmm. they're on a big fucking label. like So it's it's weird, right? It's these weird little fetish industries where, like, there are more and more people getting into it, because as a culture, we're getting progressively more hip as fuck. Mm-hmm. But there isn't necessarily the equipment to support it yet. It's cool. I don't know. Yeah. No, it, it's really interesting watching that happen. Um, and often what you'll see, uh, people that do well in industries are people that can see that trend and get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, like, the people that realized website names would become really popular and started chasing those down. Yeah, just, things like just bought, White like, House. Yeah, whitehouse.whatever or, or news.com, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Check this out. So, you know they've uh, added a whole bunch of top le- So, do you know what a top-level domain is? It's, no. uh, it's the last level in a video game. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, the, the TLD of a website, the top-level domain of a website is what comes after the dot. So like .com. Com is a top-level domain. It stands right. for commercial. .org, organization, .gov, government. Yes. So dot .is, <laughs> things that are, hence time.is, their TLD, their top-level do- domain is .is. Um, they recently made a 
whole bunch more available. So like dot pizza and dot coffee and dot ninja <laughs> and dot sexy and shit like that. Those are now new. No, I want to get a dot sexy domain. Yeah, dot <laughs> sexy. We should domain. get a sounding, sounding board, board dot sexy. Dot sexy. No, no, no. I want. I want. I am dot sexy. <laughs> I want that too, but for the sounding board specifically. Or I think. or we should or, change or the sounding like, board to sounding board dot sexy. Or like or sounding dot, board dot pizza. <laughs> <laughs> or or like dot club. I want I really want to be the person who owns in the dot club, right? Like I want that. Or or like dot zone is another one. Like I, I kinda want fun dot zone. I think that would be a pretty funny one to own. Um They just announced that dot games is going to be a top level domain. <laughs> and I think the if you want to buy, and they haven't released it yet, but I think if you want to buy the website video dot games, it's like seventy grand. That's it. I'm surprised. I assume no, no, that isn't someone has bought this and is now reselling it to you. That is yeah. how much yeah. like the oh, yeah. people putting together the TLDs are charging for it. Normally they're like fucking like it might be sixty bucks for a dot cool. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, hey, guys. Do you guys? I pay be... sixty bucks for a dot cool. I mean, come on. Do you guys want to be sounding board dot cool? Because I kind of do. I'm I still in the dot pizza sexy. person. <laughs> uh, disagreements so, all so around. That's by all of them. Is, sexy is usually used for porn domains, so we'd have to put all the. Who dick says we can't make we a got. porn site? No, yeah. I mean, we've got plenty of dick pics for this, anyways. When are we going to do that great. album cover series? Except we're all naked. Everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, that was so that, yep, that was uh, on the list. Yeah, we're going Still to do it all list. in dresses and then all naked and then all invisible. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Just, just album covers with the people photoshopped out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. I would really like that. That would be fun. <laughs> Stupid. You're like there we are as invisible people. Can you tell which one yeah. is which from left to right? Ted, Josh, Camden. See if you can tell us what expressions we're, fa- we're making. Uh, speaking of Ted, how you been doing, man? Doing. Doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing too exciting. Yeah. I, um, I, how's, how's life down in Monterey? You leave your house boring. and go in anywhere interesting lately? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you want to give us some more descriptions of the I, area? I re-listened to that just uh, like I don't know a couple hours ago. Just that section where I talked about tables and <laughs> walking twenty five miles an hour and giving the description. That shit was hilarious. I it's just want to talk pretty about how good. Funny it's actually we pretty are. funny. <laughs> I was very pleased, but no, I didn't walk into any more houses. I walked down to the movie theater. Okay, Whoa. how do you get to the movie theater? <laughs> Right. Movie theater. No, 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 stop. Stop. <laughs> let's, fast good forward to the, let's fast forward to the end of the directions. And then you walk through the homeless shelter, and then you're at the movie theater. Okay, great. It's great. What'd you do at the movie theater? Uh, I uh, ate some... Um, no, I... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that I was think of... I'm gonna bleep that at 2027. <laughs> I could not think of anything vulgar enough, and that was what I came up with. That was rough. 
we were that that actually stemmed i was having a conversation with lita earlier today and we were talking about um oh we were talking about we passed this mom car and it had like stroller wars a sticker on the back of it and i think it was like moms walking with roller with with their strollers and like racing but like fast walk racing and we were talking about how it would be like um derby or whatever when you ram strollers into each other and like the last baby conscious wins but real moms play for pinks and then it got really (laughs) (laughs) over it was (laughs) i would watch that show i don't know yeah that would be hilarious i thought it was it was a really funny conversation so i've made very good use of that word yeah you need like the stroller wars bumper sticker and then the real moms play for pinks sticker (laughs) (laughs) that would be so fucking good oh my god so great oh yeah um so i went to the movie theater though uh and surprise i watched movies there i went twice the past two weeks um first thing i watched was a new sean ellis film called anthropoid um it is a uh film based off of the um operation anthropoid which was the operation that took out uh heidrich himmler right himmler god i always forget himmler their names it is himmler okay um in the czech republic so it was basically um english trained czech rebellions um and it's super good it's killian murphy um and a bunch of people that are actually czech and then some english people so it's kind of an odd combination of people but um really well done very emotionally driving um and super violent at certain points it was a torture scene and it was like watching breaking bad you know the moments in breaking bad when they have like the bruise makeups and everything and it just looks horrifying like when jesse in breaking bad uh gets the shit beaten out of him and he just looks like a pulpy mess um they had those moments and it was really hard to watch but it was very well done um anthropoid highly recommend it and then i just got back um about an hour ago and i was watching the new Werner herzog film um a new document documentary called lo and behold uh it is about the internet the creation of the internet um oh that's right i heard about that yeah, 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 yeah. So it goes into, like, the possible futures, the speculation. Hold um, on a second. He was mm-hmm. Grizzly Man guy, right? He did the narration. He's done a lot of things. Man. but Yeah, he's the German who has the most inappropriate voice for narrating documentaries, but it's always so great. He's just like, and then the hermit crabs, they walked into the beach. Look at them. But isn't it so higher than that? No, no, he's got, like, okay. a really droll yeah, That's That's pretty voice. close to what he sounds like. Yeah, I was. I'm pretty proud of that impression, actually. <laughs> but he always he has this habit of saying the most, like off the wall, random things that just are super. It's like this really kind of nice shot of a man walking through the snow doing a thing, and he's like, "Look at him in the abyss of the snow. All life is kind of like that when you're all alone in the abyss." <laughs> of the snow and it's just it's super strange cadence he's just like an old guy who likes making movies it's just kind of like rambling over yeah no it's just him rambling (laughs) it's the funniest thing um so any movie that he's made i watch he did a really good one i talked about on the podcast a while ago called happy people um and it was life of trappers in siberia um and it's 
awesome. That is actually a genuinely very good documentary. Um, and it reminds me of Fairbanks, so I get a little bit choked up about it. Um, <laughs> Fairbanks. Uh, <laughs> I miss the cold so much. Um, but so he put out Lo and Behold, which is about the past of the internet, um, the future, the various sort of bad sides, the good sides, um, some famous people, um, and then the different uses we have now. And then, like, what we're looking at, like, Elon Musk was um, interviewed. Elon Musk, you know, the owner of SpaceX, Tesla, inventor, PayPal, very big figure in culture right now. Um, and he was talking about the plans for Mars um, and communicating through the Internet is going to be the easiest way to do it. Um, so <clears throat> very cool documentary. I liked it a lot. Um, there's uh, some odd parts as always his his camera work is always super strange it looks like he just straps a camera to some guy he finds on the street and kind of has him follow people around and there will be people making the they're having these really nice discussions and Werner loves just interrupting them um like Elon Musk is talking about trying you know getting people to go to Mars is kind of difficult because it's a one-way trip um, and a lot of people aren't really interested in, in going and not coming back. And Werner pops in and he, he's just like, I would do it. I, would, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And Elon Musk just like ignores him and oh. keeps going. It's so funny. It's great. Um, and I, anytime I, I watch a Werner Herzog film, it always reminds me there's an episode of The Boondocks where they have um, a Werner Herzog is making a documentary about um, Huey the little uh, uh, revolutionary one with the big afro. Um, and they have Herzog. Um, I'm pretty sure he's actually the voice actor for himself. Um, but he has a moment where he does the classic odd Herzog thing where he asks you a question um, and on a uh, narration uh Herzog is just like my butthole is so tight in anticipation. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So right. in 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 the it's in the Boondocks, the cartoon show. Oh right, right, and right, right. It's a fake episode or a fake documentary in the episode, and it's just so funny. And I think it's the perfect thing. And I picture that almost every time I'm listening to Werner Herzog talking, I just Aww. wait for him to talk about his butthole quivering in anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Um. Yeah, other than that, I I did a couple other things. Um, I went to a tea ceremony that was really cool. Some farm tea farmers from Japan came um, to Monterey to this little tea shop and talked to us about their tea and did a full ceremony and showed us um, the different ways to prepare it. And that was dope and tasty. Lots of good tea. Um, yeah, no music, though, really. I've just been listening to the same thing. For like the third week in a row, I've really got to stop doing that. I've got a couple things I've been excited about listening to, but I haven't yet. Like uh, the new Crystal Castles got dropped a couple days ago. So I'm yeah. pretty pumped about that one. But I have no idea how I feel about it because it hasn't <laughs> entered my head yet. I haven't even heard the, the singles from it. I know those came out over the last couple I, months and I, I didn't hear them. Mm-hmm. I remember when um, Kath put out a single like... A year and when we were doing the mint still yeah there were a couple that came out afterwards Mm -hmm. and they were cool i liked them i've been pretty excited about this album for a while um i'll have to give that a listen but uh, you listened to a bunch of stuff didn't you camden because you have a Uh, list that i was pretty jealous of 
Yeah, I listened to some stuff. Um, a lot of what I've been listening to recently has just been listening to, like, going back to stuff. Uh, I've been going through a Courtney Barnett phase. I'm listening to her a lot. Mm, um, always a good choice. Yeah. Uh, and I like I always liked her stuff. And I listened to her both her album, her debut album, and then the uh, one that's, like, the two EPs combined. Um, both great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, really into that stuff. Um, but I mean, we've already talked about that on here before. And I've also been listening to Pine, Pine Grove's album from this year that we've already talked about. But that's like, yeah, still one of, Cardinal, that's still right? one of like the best, yeah, Cardinal. Mm-hmm. That's still like one of the best, uh, indie rock albums this year as far as I'm concerned. That was that's an gr- awesome album. great. Um, we to a lot of The Knife recently too. Mostly a lot of oh. Silent Shout. Yeah, going back a little bit. Yeah, um, Silent Shout is like one I, it's one of those albums I every once in a while just like get really into again for like a week or two. So It's entirely reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that album's amazing. We uh, we did an episode on Shaking the Habitual, if anyone wants to check that out. Yeah, you know. That was pretty good. That was, I don't remember if it was a good one. I don't know if it was a good episode. It's a good <laughs> album. It's a good, it's a it good, a good album. Name. Yeah. Good, it had a good name. It did it have a good, good name. Very nicely yeah. named. One of the better ones good at- when we were naming the <laughs> Definitely uh, was. <laughs> yeah, I listened to some new stuff. I uh last episode I brought up the new Wild Beasts album, Boy King, and I listened to that a bunch more times. And when I talked about it last week I said I wasn't really sure I liked it, and now I uh I'm not like I don't think I love the album, but I'm like, I'm into it for sure. Uh, and I think it's cool. I don't know. I think it's cool what they did. Like, it's, it's totally different than all their other albums. And I think, cause like first it kind of just came off as like, oh man, they're just making like a really like kind of simplified and like really poppy, like dance rock album, which they are in a lot of ways. <laughs> But I don't know. It's kind of I kind of like the the vibe of it because they make it like they kind of have this like late night like neon glow like back alley sound to it. Like it sounds really sleazy, which is really, <laughs> which I like a lot. Okay, uh, that now you're speaking yeah. my language. And it has like it has some really cool like uh, they do all kinds of weird uh, like weird crazy sounding guitar effects that that um they'll do like cool noodly lines in the songs that sound really really awesome um but it's it's kind of funny for them because it's so different than what i'm used to from them because they're like kind of like an art rock band uh Mm -hmm. they totally are yeah (laughs) it's kind of funny like i don't know it's kind of cool to see because they obviously had like a an aesthetic they wanted to go for for that album and they do it really well like just doing that sort of feeling for a whole a whole album and i don't i like i don't expect them to really like do that again like they don't seem mm-hmm. like the type of people who are, who will just like go back and do the same thing again um yeah it was an exploratory sort of album for them yeah maybe. so i don't know it's a uh, it's definitely like a little bit more like on the nose than a lot of their stuff and like the first couple times i listened to a lot of the tracks i thought it was like i was like i don't know if i'm really into this kind of just seems a little too simplified not that interesting but i think there's still a lot of interesting stuff going on especially with like the sound design and stuff uh okay but yeah i like it 
I'm into it. But yeah, not don't love it. Probably wouldn't end up on like my favorites of the year or anything like that. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was like I said, uh, like I really liked that band, and I wasn't just gonna like listen to it once and then like discard it because I was like, I'll give these guys a fair fair chance, yeah. even if I'm not like <laughs> immediately <laughs> into it because I've liked like all the other ones too. I mean, this is probably like not my not you know my favorite if I were to like rank them or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, also listen to new album from King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. That's a great name. <laughs> That's a really good have, name. It's a band I've heard of but not listened to before. Um, I listened to this one. Uh, the the uh, album's called Nonagon Infinity. <laughs> uh, which it's called because there are nine tracks and the album is like composed so that it's uh, there are basically no breaks between the songs and the last moment of the last song just like loops back into the beginning of the album. Oh really? So, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. cool! That's and it's fantastic. like and it's a uh, they're like a psych rock like garage rock band, but it's like super fucking high energy noisy garage rock and it's really fucking good um so i i checked that I out because that i had not heard anything from them they've been like super prolific they're one of those bands that's released like i think it's like their eighth album in like four years Jeez. uh yeah but it's uh awesome for sure like super frantic super uh like energy packed awesome um like really driving rhythms throughout the whole time and it's like not that long so it's you know with albums like that i feel like they can like wear out their novelty like pretty yeah. fast and you're just like high energy like again yeah. and it's like it's like 39 40 minutes long so it's like about the perfect length for that and then if you want to just listen to it again you can just keep looping it over and over again it <laughs> like, goes, goes seamlessly yeah so i i'm really into that one uh i recommend checking that out if you're into any of that kind of music um I also checked out the new Russian Circles album, which is called let me check, Guidance. They're like a uh, instrumental post metal band, and uh, I've checked out a few of their albums, and they've never really had one that's like blown me away. And this one didn't really either. But uh, I guess if I don't know, I guess if you like the band, it's probably. <laughs> it's probably acceptable but i don't know it kind of just sounded like their other albums to me but maybe i didn't give it like a deep enough listen i've never been like super into them so mm-hmm. you know um <laughs> <laughs> so sorry russian circles uh oh. yeah but uh no not bad at all like um i don't know it's kind of like this has been a year i haven't really listened to like any even like the lighter forms of metal like post-metal and stuff i haven't really it hasn't yeah, really been, it hasn't really been one of those years for me so well, maybe last we'll, year wasn't i'll, I'll like every once in a while i like, give something like that a shot and then i'll be like eh, maybe maybe, we'll, maybe it's just not my time yet maybe hmm? we'll get kexp's reeves richards back in here sometime yeah to uh yeah. tell us a little bit more about what's been going on in the world of metal yeah because i don't really know what's been going on right now i i have not known what's been going on in the world of metal for a while Besides, like, surface level. I'm definitely mm-hmm. not one of those who digs deep into the world of metal. Because I know there's a lot there. Um, I don't know. I I feel like it's one of those things I might have, like, a deep phase of one day. You know, like, yeah, maybe I'll have the year sometime where mm-hmm. I, like, really get into metal. 
But uh, may, I mean, maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. I don't really know. Um, it's not this year, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a couple months left. Yeah, I got a couple months left. It could happen. Uh, well, did you uh, right. did you catch any other albums, or was that kind of uh, listened to this week? There were some other ones, but uh, those are the ones I spent the most time with. So, those okay. are the ones I wanted to bring up. So I uh, I did some music listening this week. I. Uh, I added some more Mountain Goats albums to my I, my Apple Music thing, uh, <laughs> and then didn't really listen to them. But I did go back and listen to some Spoon, uh, and and kind of. Oh, I've been out, listening to a lot uh, of Spoon lately too. Yeah, yeah, definitely good, They're real good. Um, Don't care for him. Oh yeah, well, garbage, you know, yeah, garbage, garbage. Band. awful band. That one band that you just assumed that I knew about and loved for years, so you never actually told me about them. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. So mad about that. Still mad about that. Um, yeah. But you know what? One of the best bands with one of the day? most boring names. What? <laughs> <laughs> the new Frank Ocean came out on the 20th of August. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that like. Yeah, didn't it have some like false starts? It was supposed uh, to come out like. Because so, I remember seeing something where it's like, oh, it's coming out today, and then I like checked on so, up on it a couple days later, and it's like, that didn't happen. Frank Ocean's <laughs> first album came out in 2012. His first album album. He had had a mixtape before that. It was called, uh, I believe, Channel Orange. And it was Grammy-nominated. It did really, really well. He, uh, he got a lot of love for it. And then he kind of fell off the face of the map. Like... He doesn't have a Twitter account, so people can't follow him there. I think he's got a Tumblr, but he just, like, posts weird shit to it from time to time and doesn't really talk about music or promote anything. Um, And so in, like, 2014, he said that he'd been working on a new album. Uh, He said he'd started in 2013. He said that it was almost done, and it would have uh, stuff from Tyler, the Creator, and Pharrell Williams, and Danger Mouse. He said that it was influenced by the Beach Boys and the Beatles, and that it would be out soon. And then it didn't come out. And 2014, uh, in, in April, that same year, he said, oh, it's nearly done, guys. It's almost there. And it still didn't come out. And in November... He said, here's the single from it. It's going to come out. And it still didn't come out. And then all through 2015, there was basically nothing. And finally this year, on August, like, on on July 30th, the New York Times, I think, got word that it would be coming out on August 5th. And it would be called Boys Don't Cry. And August 15th came, and it didn't come out. And then on August 19th, he launched a visual album called Endless through iTunes. And on August 20th, his new album, which is called Blonde, came out. Oh. It's, it is out. It is there. Um, I've listened name to change. It. Yeah. Not actually called Boys Don't Cry. Boys Don't Cry, actually the name of the label that it's on, not the oh. album. Um, I've listened to it. It's uh, Have either of you guys listened to much Frank Ocean? Don't like it. <clears throat> don't yes. like him. Don't like I like him. I like Channel Orange. Not I don't yeah. love it. I don't I think it was a bit overrated. He he was kind of <laughs> He was kind of he, he was kind of poppy uh, I think on Channel Orange. Um and he's definitely leaned more into R&B here. And the list of contributors on this album is insane. Um 
I didn't love it my first time through, but I'm gonna go through it a couple more times because I, there are a lot of albums that I don't love right off that I need to like give a deeper listen, and then I I really start to come to appreciate. And this kind of feels like one of those because it's there. There's there seems to be something of a duality to it. Like it sounds very sweet, but a lot of the the lyrics and the way they're sung feel a little harder and I'm, I'm curious about it like I'm curious there's something there that makes me curious um, there's also so there's one cut that was released um, only through magazines there were free what? magazines that, that were given away at like newspaper stands that had a cut of this album and then there's a different cut with like a different track list, like four tracks missing and four other tracks replacing them that came out on iTunes. And there is a rumored third cut that is way more like drum and bass pop sounding than the one that came out, which was much like, like I said, much more R&B, like softer. So there's like, there seems to be a lot to this album and surrounding it, which, which makes sense given how kind of like mysterious... Frank Ocean has been over the last couple of years. But there's some cool stuff here. Like, there's some interesting stuff. I want to spend more time with it um, because I, I think I need to spend more time on the lyrics and, and what he's saying and the message he's conveying than I did with just, like, an auditory pass where it didn't entirely click for me the first time through. So I'll uh, I'll probably report back about this next week and we'll we'll see where I'm at. But it's cool. It you should You should listen to it. If only because it's going to be something that people will be talking about a lot. So give it a give it I'll, a shot. I'll, I'll probably listen to it. Yeah, it's I probably won't, yeah. <laughs> but I'll be curious to hear about it. Yeah, it's it's a cool thing. It definitely it definitely is not as poppy as I expected. Like I expected a much poppier album than this. Um, so it's it's kind of a, a definite tonal shift for him. I'm and I'm I'm intrigued. Other than that, let's see. Yeah, Spoon, a little tiny bit of the Mountain Goats, a lot of our album of the week. Uh, I think that's most of it. I've been so I've been I've been seeing a, a lady, and which means I've been sharing a lot of music with her, um, which means revisiting the the well of music that I know and love, and I'm like this. This is something that you'll like, uh, and a little bit less of the sort of experimental, like going out and finding new things. So that's kind of that's kind of been. Has she shared anything with you that you weren't familiar with that you liked? Uh, she shared a couple things. She definitely falls more into the the sort of pop section. She's uh, she's a dancer, which means that a lot of the things she goes for. Ted's making a face. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of the things she goes for need to to have a, either a strong beat or a melody that you can kind of glide over. Um, there's there's been some interesting stuff. She. Uh, <laughs> She turned me on to something that, like, is super fun to listen to for some reason. I don't remember the name of the group that does it, but they just basically do movie trailer remixes of classic songs, which I I find kind of endlessly amusing. Like It's a movie the, trailer remix. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Uber dramatic. Like, super dramatic. Like, action movie. Like, this would be the score to the, the trailer for an action movie, except it's uh, a remix of... of Iran by Flock of Seagulls. I, okay. 
So that's been I'd super be fun. To yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. It's a good time. So it's like the opposite of vaporwave. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it's it's anti wave. That's the name it's of trailer, the trailer trailer anti-wave. wave. Heavy trailer wave. wave. <laughs> yeah. Um New genres <laughs> every day, man. Come yeah. Every day. So she showed me that and a, and a couple other things which I've I've enjoyed. Um and I I got her into some weird dark folk. It's good. It's good. Some dolk, yeah. Dolk. Dolk. Gotta yeah. love that dolk. I love that dolk, man. You gave her the dolk. <laughs> Whoa. Now we're getting she listens to this podcast, man. I'm gonna get in trouble. You're the one saying she showed you some things. I don't know. I don't she... know what you're talking about. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Maybe she showed you the dolk. I couldn't. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to make assumptions about people I don't know. I'm a kind, uh, caring human. Yeah, that's, those are the adjectives I would use for you, Ted. <laughs> yeah, kind. Of, I play for pinks. That. What can I say? What I play I for say? pinks, man. <laughs> Hashtag so, get dolk. Ted, you, you picked our album for this week. I did. You did. I don't know, like we, hmm? I don't know if album really applies this time. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. Album's not the right word for it, but I'm. I'm it's still like not every, certain. Really, every time what? we've done a more like a classical piece. Mm-hmm. I picked the classical piece this time, <laughs> and you were super vague about it, and you didn't tell people what cut to listen to, and I had yeah. a like nightmare of a time actually finding a recording. How did of you this. have a far? Yeah, I don't time really understand. There are, that. Like hundreds, <laughs> because because. <laughs> When I searched for it on uh, on Apple Music, I typed in quartet for the end of time, and nothing came back except for one, like, weird cover off of some odd, like, Yo-Yo Ma had pulled out one track and done a cover on an album of other stuff. I don't it's know. for the, that sounds, uh, that sounds for like a problem with Apple Music's search function. So, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the secret is that no one actually notates it quartet for the end of time. They write down QT for the end of time. What? Yep, that's Do how I found it. Apple Music? I did not find that at all. I just Yeah, I didn't see that once. If I I I searched the first I searched quartet for the end of time. And then I got a bunch, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to try it in French. See, and I got a bunch of other ones. Yeah. And it worked out pretty well. Did yeah. not work. I, I, just already, I already had Mezian. one I knew, like a recording I knew about, so I just listened to that one. Mm-hmm. And some YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, good. You people, did watch some. People playing oh, it. So responsible. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah. I know. Look, it's so good. All right, well, I guess I should talk about Yeah, get on this. with it. So it was super vague because it's a pretty interesting um, piece all around, like the the history of it, the composer. Um, it's neoclassical technically because it was 1941 when it was premiered. Um, Quartet for the End of Time is written by the French composer Olivier uh, Mezian. Um, he's a pretty funny guy. Good composer. <laughs> Good comedian. He, he's... Good comedian. That guy knows some jokes. Let me tell you, I hear he likes to stop people on buses and tell them jokes, so maybe you already know him, Josh. Who knows? (laughs) Um, I met him the other week. (laughs) So, uh, Mezian is a pretty interesting guy. He really enjoys playing with harmonies. Um, He he does a lot of particular stuff with time in general. Um, 
not like the spice. time manipulation. Oh, like the he spice doesn't, he doesn't time. travel in it? Yeah, you got it. T-H-Y-M-E, <laughs> time. This man is a master chef. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, so he... I don't know. He's a pretty interesting guy. Camden and I were talking about um, his love for birds. He was an ornithologist um, known to be able to uh, recognize something like 300 different bird calls. And then he could imitate something about 30 or 40. Um, but he would actually notate the the bird calls and sort of like write it out for an instrument to play in a perfect sort of imitation which is odd. Oh, that's um, cool. Really awesome. And he has, yeah, he has and... like some later works that are literally just like, here are the bird birds. songs of these different birds, like composed for piano yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, which is super cool. Yeah. And odd that it hadn't happened before him. Um, yeah, so his, his big loves in life were ornithology and music and obviously he combined the two as we were saying. Um, and you see that in Quartet for the End of Time. Um, you'll see the very beginning is very much bird calls. It's um, the clarinet imitating the blackbird and the violin imitating the nightingale, I believe. Um, it's, you know, pretty con- consistent throughout all of his music. Um, he wrote this piece while in a prisoner of war camp <clears throat> in Stalag. Eight, um, which was in Gorlitz, Germany, which is now part of Poland, um, which is a, a name I can't pronounce because Polish has an intense little alphabet. Um, he got captured pretty early in World War Two um, and was brought into the camp, um, which was a, it's a pretty small camp as far as they go. But, you know, prisoner of war camp um in World War II, not known for good things, but he was lucky, and in the camp there was um, some really impressive and famous people. There was clarinetist Henry Akoka, um, also a famous sketch, uh, uh, sketcher or whatever. Um, there was Jean Le Boulier and Etienne Pasquier, and I apologize to anyone who can actually speak French. Um, because of all of my pathetic attempts. Um, so there's these four really exceptional musicians that he worked with to compose this music. But what's really fascinating is there was um, a guard that was a big fan of Mezian. So when he... Um, uh, what was his name? Carl Albert Brühl. Uh, so when he found out Mezian was in the camp he actually basically did all he could to support Mezian for composing he oh. would section he would give him a whole area to himself to work they gave in him like a private Quiet. room yeah that would be like guarded so. actually like, <laughs> literally guarded which is insane yeah. um he would give him parchment pencils erasers um like all of these things which in a time of war are worth a good amount um he was able to arrange uh, because the the quartet premiered this work actually in the camp, so he was able to arrange four instruments to be brought in. There was already piano, which is what Mezian generally scored the piece to and with, um, and then he got some... Uh, Mezian always said they were really ragged um, instruments, yeah. <laughs> but from other, other accounts... Yeah, Mezian said it was an audience of like 
3,000 people um, in the bitter cold and the instruments were ragged and full of holes. The cello only had two strings. Really reasonably exciting sort of ideas. But apparently they were just kind of lower end but still workable instruments. There was uh, 500 plus people there. And it was cold because it was winter. Um, I think it was winter. It was cold though. Um, Oh no, it was in the rain. Yeah, 15th of January, 1941. Um... There was actually a flyer uh, I sent both of you uh, via the text um, that was made for the premiere. It was very, um, uh, oh, I've forgotten what the art style is called. Damn. Um, Something that doesn't matter anymore because I don't care. But it's really cool. Huh? Vaporwave. It's a vaporwave art style. So, you know, you have to read it really slow and you're confused because it's actually just pop songs you've known forever. It's really great. Um, yeah, so it's this, it was a big thing. Um, and so it's this beautiful, peculiar piece of music that came from pretty grueling circumstances, which leads to a very interesting um, work. I, it's a very loved work. Um, so uh, basically i don't know so he he says he his inspiration came from the book of revelations um so it was essentially an angel coming he has a quote in the preface which is something and i saw another mighty angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud and a rainbow upon his head and his face was as if it were the sun and his feet as pillars of fire and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth and the angel and a bunch of other stuff about angels. <clears throat> um, he was a very devout uh, man, very religious. And it comes out in this work. Um, generally, when people talk about this work, they talk about this sort of being like a love of divinity, um, a love of life. And it's a really unique piece of music. Um I mean, it's just broken the, up in, mm-hmm. the ins- like the instrument lineup is unique and so yeah which like, is yeah. yeah you don't see a lineup of a clarinet a piano a violin and a cello that's pretty much unheard of generally yeah. and it comes from the fact that that's what they had to excuse me to work with yeah it's um, kind of like what the people who were there played mm-hmm. so. <laughs> exactly and it was it's beautiful i mean it just one more thing about this that was just unique and wonderful um, it is broken up into eight movements, each movement representing, as movements often do, different sort of pieces of the story. Um, and the whole story is essentially that piece from Revelation. The first one being, I'm not going to read the French because I'm not going to do that to everyone. Um, uh, where Crystal Liturgy. Thank you. Crystal crystal Liturgy. I was on three for some reason staring at it. Um, Number two is Vocalize for the Angel Who Announces the End of Time. Um, Three, Abyss of Birds. Four, Interlude. Five, Praise to the Eternity of Jesus. Uh, Six, Dance of Fury for the Seven Trumpets. Seven, Tangle of Rainbows for the Angel Who Announces the End of Time. And then eight, praise to the immortality of Jesus. This guy was really religious. Um, Mm -hmm. And it shows. (laughs) Um, So that being the sort of general statement about this, with 
plenty more that could be said easily. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? I know, Camden, you've, you've dealt with this piece before. You're actually the one who introduced it to me. Um, but I don't think you had listened to it before, Josh. No, I hadn't. Um, I was kind of torn on it. Um, I wasn't... I wasn't super huge into the first uh, three or four tracks. I found that the the back end of the album was a lot more interesting for me. The album? Um, the album? The, the piece. <laughs> the, back, the back end of the piece, uh, after movement, f- around movement five and, and forward from there, I started to get more engaged. Um, the, uh, and this, this might be like a personal failing, but the 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 bird song like individual instrument like part of classical music doesn't stand out to me that that much it, it's never captured my my imagination the way that it's meant to um mm-hmm. and like that's that's not exclusive to this by any means like certainly that's get... been that's been a big issue yeah uh, not issue but uh a thing that hasn't worked for you for music yeah i can get i can get caught into the big swells when things are feel like they're happening in the music but like the individual trills of of one instrument over over another never really really deeply get me and that was kind of the case here as well Hmm. camden Hmm? hate it hate it yeah knew it pass next knew it (laughs) No, I think I think it's a really interesting piece of music for sure. Um, it is like pretty pretty avant garde for sure, especially yes. in like the because uh, there there are parts that aren't so much like there are parts that are um, like the two like praise you know praise to the uh, eternity of Jesus and praise to the immortality of Jesus. Um, the two like. Uh, Mm-hmm. I think the first one's cello and piano, and the the final one is violin and yes. piano. Um, I believe so. Those are, yeah, those are a little more um, just like sort of plainly melodic. beautiful and melodic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they kind of they kind of stick out a little bit here because um, the rest of the music is like there's just uh, it's it's evocative but in a different way, like. Those those two movements are evocative in like the same way. Like they sound, you know, there's parts of that that sound more, more a little more modern. Like they sound like we might imagine, like 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 film soundtrack music or like mm-hmm. a little bit of ambient music and stuff like that. Uh, Absolutely. Whereas the rest of it is like evocative in a different way. It's because you know you have stuff like all the weird clarinet and violin sounds like sounding like birds, and you have these really like chaotic piano like chord slams and like crazy runs and stuff um (laughs) so it's it's a little less tangible but um it's one of those things like you know the more you listen to it and uh kind of just like try to focus on nothing else it's it is like pretty evocative i think um like i don't know it's it's pretty cool with this music too because they're a, there's a lot of it that it doesn't it's like one of the themes of it is uh like he was kind of trying to get away from a lot of things with like time signature and meter in this one mm-hmm. so there's a lot of um if not like abandonment of time signature there's a lot of like very uh 
like rapidly changing time signatures that are changing in a way that you don't really notice it's there. So it kind of like I think I think it's like kind of a cool way to give it the feeling of like being out of time or like you know if you have like a piece that's about the end of times like to kind of play with that um, as an idea. Yeah, yeah there was really, a really use the structural element to, to make yeah. a point. There was a mm-hmm. quote from I was going to read a quote from a book called The Rest Ooh. is Noise about Ezion. Um, Ted has this book too and he didn't read the <laughs> parts on this. I feel like we've <laughs> talked about this book before. We have yeah. a number of times. So this is just like a yeah, so this is just a book that's like an overview of like uh, the 20th century and classical music. Um, so there's one quote about this that I wanted to read like in regards to the time thing. Uh, and they're talking about, you know, just this point in his career as a composer. And it says, by this point in his career, Messian had worked out an idiosyncratic musical language with an especially compelling conception of rhythm. The biblical phrase, there's, there's, sorry, there shall be time no longer, turned out to have a strict technical meaning. Music would no longer keep to an unvarying meter. A steady beat, Messian liked to say, had no life in it. There had been enough of the old one, two, three, four during the war. Um <laughs> And then it goes on to say, like, for inspiration, he used a lot of ideas from the Rite of Spring, which has some similar stuff going on with, uh, mm-hmm. like, just weird, either, like, indiscernible time signatures or, like, lack of it entirely. And then also uh, to uh, some, like, Indian music as well, which is um, which is known for a lot of times not having a time signature. Yeah, I uh, saw that, actually. What is it? Hindu Desitalis or something. Mm-hmm. Um similar yeah not that that input had anything to or helpful yeah but uh yeah it's sort of a um because you know with all these like famous classical pieces like there's so much that goes into these you know conceptually about mm-hmm. you know so it's kind of it's kind of cool to see people play with ideas like that i think mm-hmm. um yeah i think i don't know i think i think this this piece is like initially a little bit hard to get into um it's like i didn't i didn't find it that easy to, to get into the first couple times no i didn't either especially like the clarinet stuff because like sometimes and like some days i'll listen to you know clarinet stuff and i'll just be like clarinet is a terrible sounding instrument i have the exact same issue <laughs> i've had that thought once or twice <laughs> yeah um but it doesn't always happen and uh yeah, I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like that, and then sometimes I can kind of detach myself from it, I can get more into it. It's still not, like, my favorite timbre of an instrument. There no. Mm. Uh, but it can definitely be great work made on it, but yeah. this is definitely a piece that will make me pause and be like, this is not a day for me to enjoy clarinet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so it's not always a hit for me. Like, I don't think I can always turn on quartet for the end of time. But mm. uh, it is, like... Even if you don't like clarinet, which you know half the time I don't, uh, <laughs> this like the solo piece for it is pretty crazy impressive. Yeah, I'd it say. definitely is. Like I um, I, you were mentioning watching a video on YouTube about it, or watching a performance, um, and that was something that really when I I watched a performance too from like '97 or something, uh-huh. um, and watching the clarinet or clarinet <laughs> the clarinet or <laughs> god damn it i'm never gonna figure out this word the clarinetist um perform 
uh, live, quote unquote, was it, it added a lot more to it. Yeah, it was, it was it was really cool to see very it performed because it's it's always interesting to see music like this perform because you can like you can tell like how much skill and complexity goes into it when you listen to it, mm-hmm. but then it's kind of like amplified when you like see someone play it. Like, whoa, that's Definitely. pretty nuts. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of it I think is really cool. Like, I love like everything. All the like that's the only thing I have a problem with sometimes with this is that sometimes I'm just not feeling clarinet. But yeah, that's, the rest. I listened rest to one of, with an oboe, uh, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of <laughs> easier to listen <laughs> to." <laughs> I was actually about to joke that what if we just replaced it with an oboe? Yeah, <laughs> it works very well, actually. Yeah, um, that's pretty fun. Yeah, like the interplay between everything else, I love throughout. Uh, yeah, I mean, good. It's one of those things. It's kind of hard to like say anything substantial about it because it's, you know. Like very highly piece, talked about piece of music. music. Yeah, it's very complex. Yeah, um, yeah. It's. I thought it was excellent. I mean, I haven't spent much time with it until now, and I've listened to it so much over the past few weeks. So I'm happy I chose. It's kind it. of a. Uh, it's kind of interesting that since so much of it is like so complex, it like ends on a pretty simple note. Like it yeah. ends with just like the plotting. Like the last chord is just an E major. Like it's not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. super so, simple. It's, yeah, it's, I am always thrown off by the end. I keep, yeah. keep expecting something else to happen, uh-huh. and then it's and you have... done. <laughs> yeah, like you have all this stuff beforehand, where just this crazy, like, um, yeah, this crazy chaotic stuff. It's like, yeah, super discordant at times, and then yeah, to throw that in the last piece is kind of interesting. Now he. How he kind of leaves it on that like sort of settling chord, just like fading out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very very simple ending. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Like a yeah, like a little bonk right at the end. Like a bonk. little like a little bonk <laughs> right at the end. That's exactly how I would describe it. So thank yes, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty per- sure everything I read describing right this yeah. described it that way. <laughs> yeah, it ends <laughs> with a little bonk. <laughs> oh. But he has, uh, when I was reading about him, he has, I didn't check out any of his other work, but I definitely want to. Like, I want to check out some of his bigger orchestral stuff. Mm -hmm. He did a lot of, I guess he did a good amount of that, like, towards the end of his life, and he did these big pieces. Like, he did a whole thing, like, a whole, like, you know, hour and a half giant orchestral piece that was themed around, you know, all the canyons in Utah and, like, the birds there. (laughs) Uh, there are pieces there are parts in it that are about the birds there i checked uh, but yeah i'd be interested to check out some of the other stuff he did because he yeah definitely has a unique something going on i'm not yeah, well versed enough in classical music to like know what the uh like lineage is or anything um, yeah certainly the downfall for picking classical uh, pieces. Yeah. None of us know that much. So we're yeah. like, it's good. Uh, <laughs> it's but good. it definitely, it invokes uh, a, a larger desire to listen to more classical. Um, him specifically so I can hear more of it as you're saying. But it always, I'm always kind of inspired to listen to more Yeah, because of things like this. So happy to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was certainly, it was certainly interesting. I, 
I wish it had clicked with me a little more. Just like the the first half of this kind of album, until until like the momentum gets going, it doesn't really quite get it for me. Would you say it had a little too much skronking for you? No, actually, <laughs> I, it didn't skronk hard enough. Oh, no, it's see, not yeah. skronky enough. You needed more clarinet then. <laughs> Just pump. It should have all been up. solo clarinet pieces. Yeah, <laughs> now we're talking. If it, or, if or this, wait, would be great. If, what if we we're definitely end of time was all solo. Oh, okay. <laughs> if this was oh, all solo perfect. clarinet, I would have a little trouble with it. I think. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have chosen it, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard some great clarinet work, but it is yeah. not my Oh, that, uh, so that album you sent me, you had already talked about that? Yeah, I brought okay. it up last week. Anyways. And I was like, it's I really f- good. I forgot what, that What one. album is it? The uh, Elastic City by Kina yes. Nesmach. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Syrian clarinetist. That was clarinet. I love that album. That was great. Yeah, right? That's That yeah. was me listening, like being like, oh, shit, there's a lot going on clarinet-wise that I can enjoy. But that happens less. Yeah. He's really cool. Very good musician. If you have trouble with clarinet, highly recommend Keenan Esma. Okay. Good musician. Cool. Guys, I have two pieces of music news. Oh, dear God. One is, uh, and I bring this up. Hold on. Because. Oh, oh. <laughs> Got to open up here. Yeah. Uh, one is, it's the 20th anniversary or yes well shortly it was just the 20th anniversary of uh outcast second album atlians atlians turned 20 the other day i guess so yeah so uh take a moment to honor the contribution of uh stacks and daddy fat sacks to the world of hip-hop Thanks, Are we taking guys. a moment right now? <clears throat> yeah, this is, is it. Is it is wait, is this right now? Is it right now? A moment of silence, please, for uh, Daddy it, Fat Sacks and Stacks. Not not because they're dead, it. but because they uh, added a lot to hip hop. Uh, second, guess that who's a lot of silence. Guess who's running for president now? Uh, still Donald Something Trump. With music. Still Donald <laughs> Trump. Good answer. He's yeah. still running. Uh, so. <laughs> Is it Prince? No, Prince is dead. <laughs> Prince, you, Prince came back from the dead and is running for you, president. You cannot... <laughs> He's like, don't worry, guys. I'm back. You cannot, uh, you cannot, in fact, be dead and run for president. There, are, Although there Damn was it. that guy who got elected to, like, state senate or to the to, to House of Representatives who was dead. Uh, that did yeah, happen once. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Alice Cooper has announced that he is going to be running for president with the slogan... A troubled man for troubled times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. He uh, he also said that he wants to add Motorhead's frontman, late frontman Lemmy, to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and to put Groucho Marx on the fifty dollar bill. These are these are the important issues. Yeah, I'm, right I'm glad I'm glad someone is bringing these issues up. Yeah. Yep, this is what we got to talk about. Thank There's you, a lot Alice of, Cooper. A lot of nonsense in Washington. No one's talking about who we should, who be, should be on the fifty dollar bill. I would, I, would <laughs> yeah. be, I would be pretty all right with Groucho Marx on the fifty dollar bill, honestly. 
That would be like I some... I have no feelings about it. Either. That would be some Monopoly yeah, shit right there. <laughs> uh, and that's the only news that I had, guys. Two great bits of news. Yeah, I just wanted to like, <laughs> take you. a second to uh, acknowledge 20 years of Atlians. I don't know. Yeah. So, let's talk. Let's talk shop. Uh, next week. That. Next week. <laughs> Uh, ideally we will have an episode next week uh, as long as everyone can make it for the recording um, you guys remember what oh well I guess we have to formally announce that next week's album <laughs> will be Rubber Factory by the Black Keys this is an album that I listened to a lot uh, when I was in college but I haven't listened to in a number of years so I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that it's still good Oh shit! I just noticed uh, Isaac Brock crashed his crashed his car after falling asleep at the wheel. Classic. More music news, guys. Uh, yes. So, uh, Rubber Factory by the Black Keys next week. Uh, this has been the sounding board. Wait, do you think they call it the Rubber Factory because they recorded it in a rubber factory? And if the case, why the hell would they ever record it in a rubber factory? It was uh, actually, interestingly, we're going to talk about this next week and we'll bring it up then. Uh, That makes sense. They recorded it in a tire factory, which uses rubber, but is not in fact a rubber factory. So why do they call it tire factory? Yeah, why is it not called tire factory, one? And two, why would they record it in a tire factory? They wanted, I assume, well, you know what? Low five, bro. We're going to do some research this Garage week. Garage that shit. This yeah. will be question A number one at the top of the list for next week. Wait, a number one? A number one. One of the number one questions? That's right. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to check. I'm yeah. going to bring a list of number one questions. I <laughs> number one. About, and number about this one. album and the Black Keys in general. Oh, yeah. fantastic. So we will be back to talk about that next week. Uh, in the meantime, we can be emailed at soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, unlike Frank Ocean, at Not Always Music. We are on Facebook at Sounding Board Podcast, facebook.com slash the sound, something like that. We're there. You'll find us. If you haven't found us by now, you're probably not actually looking. Um, we have a website we, on soundingboardpodcast.sexy. Yeah. The, we, we, and slash pizza. Cool. Wait, wait. I wanna, cool. pizza. Hold on. I, I need to look this up now. Uh, we're going to see how much it costs to register a .sexy domain. Yes. Hold on. Oh, boy. Uh, oh. New .sexy domain names. Whatever. Uh, do we want to be sounding board I, podcast? I would say yeah. money Money is no object on this. This is like... Money very, this is, is no This object. is very important. Camden's got a real job now. He can just pay for this. It's great. Uh, <laughs> he can sell his beer I'll drop several grand on our <laughs> domain name. Mm. We could be soundingboardpodcast.vegas for 80 bucks. <laughs> what? That was none of the options. The options yeah. were on, dot cool, I'm working on dot, it, okay. dot sexy, and dot pizza. These are, these are terrible. Uh, we could be soundingboardpodcast.xyz for 99 no. cents. Uh, soundingboardpodcast.rest is 50 bucks. Dot store. Why? Uh, no, none of these are what we want. Hold on. These yeah. are all stupid. Where is dot pizza? I'm looking for it, okay? Uh... Do, 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 do. Where can I register? Uh, this is such high quality content. <laughs> yeah, great. Ending. Well, you guys are supposed to talk while I'm looking this up. So instead, I'm having to <laughs> run both ends of this. Um, 
register.sexydomain. Here we go. You're just reading. You're not talking. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> Soundingboardpodcast.sexy. $29. Hell yeah. Let's buy it. That's... Yeah, that's definitely a good price. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna send you the website that's telling me this, and it's all yours, Camden. You get right. to to make the investment. I've been <laughs> I've been paying for our web hosting, so you get to invest in soundingboardpodcast.sexy. Yay! Oh shit! We're in the big league now, boys. <laughs> so now, I really hope we actually buy this domain. No, no, I'm I just so to officially say it on the podcast, if you need to reach us, you can reach us at soundingboard.sexy. Wait, wait, or guys, soundingboard podcast. Guys, sexy? for $140, we could be soundingboardpodcast.accountants. <laughs> what about dot pizza? Well, I'm looking it up. Hold on. Uh soundingboard podcast. It's way Yeah, if dot here. pizza There's... is even cheaper, we'll go with dot pizza. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh dot pizza, here That's we go. Also a good one. 29 cents. 29 cents. Come on. Still loading. $70. Oh, no. oh Wait, shit. It's more expensive. It's more for dot pizza. Wait, wow, do you guys dot want to sexy be... is cheap. Do you guys That's want to be soundingboardpodcast.quebec? <laughs> no. How about no. soundingboardpodcast.rehab? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Okay, so soundingboardpodcast.sexy. Right. That's, that's us. Yeah, that should, from that, now on. That might be wait, wait, the guys. name we own by the time this is actually released. Soundingboardpodcast.yoga. <laughs> no, none of these are even no. close to as good as sexy or pizza. It's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm so sad about pizza. All right. It's too bad. You guys want to uh, play us out in the style? Yeah. In the style, I'll do. I'll be the clarinet. Bird sounds. Bonk. Yeah. And then on a bonk. All right. Have a great night, guys. I'm trying to find the most expensive domain name here. <laughs> okay. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>